Welcome to Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I was bummed out when the news started to come about yesterday that Mitch Trubisky hurt his throwing shoulder in that one play that he played against the Saints on Sunday. It leads to a lot of questions. Like One of the questions I have is, were they planning to do more stuff? And this just wiped away their ability to do more stuff. Were they going to try to match what Taysom Hill does for the Saints and make Mitch their version of that, which is kind of exciting? Here's the danger in doing that. You expose your, what is, your backup quarterback to injury. And people kind of poo-poo the idea because he's tough. When I talked about Taysom Hill on the air, Taysom Hill is built for that role, like literally built for it. He's he's calloused in a way that makes him a better choice to do that type of job, to be a slash type guy, to take hits. That was the offense that he ran in BYU. They were doing option stuff. And he got hurt a lot. Like, I remember, I remember, did he break his leg like late in his senior year? I think he might have. But he got hurt a lot. And he's been relatively healthy in the role that he's been in in the NFL. It's part of the reason that you don't run a package of plays like this for your backup quarterback because it leaves you very vulnerable. And now there are reports that Mitch is going to go see a doctor in Los Angeles to find out if. He's got a labrum tear and needs surgery. And this is, of course, before he goes into free agency. I wonder what Mitch thinks about all of this. Because it it seems this season, I don't mean his whole career, because his whole career as a Bear, I think the Bears have been exceedingly fair to him, almost to a fault. But I do wonder if he thinks that this particular year was unfair. Once we got into the season, you have this offseason where they're flirting around with other quarterbacks, which they should have done. They make this commitment to Nick Foles. And Mitch wins the job. It's funny. I was yesterday. I was literally going through this piece of tape that I'm going to play for you on the pod today. I was listening back to what Ryan Pace had said about Mitch at the beginning of the season because I think that it's worth revisiting. And it was interesting, all the projections that Pace had put on Mitch, like he had matured, he had done this, he had done that, all of these things to help like justify the reason why they went with Mitch over Foles. I personally believe it was too easy of a call to not make. The call was... You have an opponent that he's done well against. You know that personnel for the most part. You have a quarterback in Foles that hasn't really gotten any real reps because you didn't have a preseason because of the pandemic. So it made all the sense in the world to to put Mitch in as the QB. But I'd, I'd be lying to you if I told you I didn't feel bad. Like, I feel bad for Mitch on this. Like, this is him being the team guy. Like, yes, I want to play. I want to help the team. I want to help the team win no matter what. 
So, yeah, go on out there. I'll run QB sweep. Let's do it. And then he gets hurt. And you go back and look at the play, he doesn't even indicate that he's hurt. You can't do that. And on the NFL. So I, I, I do feel bad for him. Take a listen to what Ryan Pace said. This is a few minutes of him talking about it. This is how he got to the decision that, that Matt Nagy and him got to the decision that Mitch was going to be the quarterback. And listen to all the things that they say about 10. Yeah, so the, the first thing was with Mitch is just, you know, he had a good camp pad and then taking that into the regular season is obviously the objective. And I think overall his, uh, his decision-making you know, we felt like that's improving, um, and just as just as he builds, um, I think he's. You feel his command and, and comfort level in the offense. That's real. Um, obviously, we've added uh, a lot of pieces around him that I think are going to benefit when you talk about what we've done at tight end and, and receiver in, in the run game. And then with, with the as far as Matt and I going through the process, you know, first of all, with with our 80 man roster, Pat, you know, we're constantly having personnel meetings. And then separately, we're having meetings with our college scouts and, and our pro scouts, which I think uh, this year was important because you have unbiased opinions. Our college scouts weren't here for training camp, so they're just watching film from their homes. Um, but specifically with the quarterback, Matt and I discussed it constantly. You know, we, we share each other's thoughts. You know, I would listen. I would be a sounding board, board but this is, this is strictly his decision. Um, I think with Matt, kind of like how we do the draft, it's, it's very collaborative. You take a lot of opinions, but at the end of the day, it's his call, and he made that call. Hey, Ryan, uh, thanks for uh, for doing this. Kind of a two-part question here. Um, what did you like about maybe the, the construction of the competition itself, especially when you guys learned that there'll be no preseason, like how it was scripted or just planned by the coaches? And then the second part of that question is, how would you maybe encapsulate the the confidence that the organization has image after he's won uh this competition yeah i think uh you know it was interesting no, with no preseason games our coaches put so much thought at him into how we could create competitive situations and situational football and put them in stress situations and that went on throughout camp and you know obviously we had the uh the two scrimmages one here at hallis and and one at soldier field but there was numerous other times in practice where they were really put into stressed uh, situations and it was, it was cool to see both of them respond to, to that environment. So a lot of credit uh, goes to our coaches um, with that. What was your second question, Adam? Just the, the organizational confidence, the, the belief, the, the hope, like characterizing the hope that still goes along with, with Mitch. Like where do you guys stand on that if you could vocalize it? Yeah, I think Adam just really proud. I know Matt talked about this too, the, the way he responded. You know, think if you, you know, put yourself in his shoes, in the, in the off season that he had uh, coming off last season where you know, there was a lot of blame to go around last year. We could have been better in a lot of areas. And, you know, of course, being a quarterback, he takes the brunt of a lot of that. Uh, then we trade for a quarterback and then we don't exercise a fifth year option and all these things happen. And just really the moment camp started at him, the moment he walked in the building, you just felt a different presence and a different mindset. And that carried him throughout camp. So just, just proud of the way he's conducted himself going through this competition, knowing that there was a chance that if Nick beats him out, Mitch opens the year as a backup, and that obviously isn't going to reflect well on, on, on the organization just because of where Mitch was drafted. So what were you really feeling like going through watching all this take, uh, transpire? 
Hey, JD, the question, uh, it's a good question. And I can say this with complete honesty. It was, it was easy for me to watch this unfold because all I wanted, what was best for the team. You know, ultimately, all that matters, Jeff, is that we win football games. That's all that matters. So what quarterback gives us the best chance to win football games? Um, and, you know, everybody had a voice. Everybody had an opinion. But at the end of the day, Matt needed to go with his, with his gut, with his heart, with his instincts, and just letting that whole thing play out naturally. And for me, um, it was a fair, balanced competition. But in my head, the entire time was what's best for the Bears, what's going to give us the best chance to win football games. Hey, Ryan, um, there's a general notion out there that the quarterback performance this year will be a referendum on your tenure as GM as much as any aspect to date. Uh, specifically, as you can address that, how fair is that? I mean, I know the quarterback gets uh, a lot of the focus, and, and understandably so. It's probably, you know, the most important position in sports. I, the, uh, I'm proud of our entire roster uh, beyond, beyond quarterback. And I, and I think, you know, Mark, we'll see. You know, the, the, the season's right ahead of us. But I like our quarterback room right now. You know, I, I love that Nick Foles is here. Obviously, we're high on Mitch. Uh, but, I, but I like our quarterback room right now. And I think we're fortunate to have both those guys. Personally, was there a sense of relief that Mitch won this job? And do you have a different confidence in him as the starter, having seen him navigate not only this competition, but some of the offseason things that he had to deal with? Hey, Dion, it, it wasn't, there wasn't relief at all. The whole, the whole time, honestly, I just wanted what was best for our team. So I guess I had relief when once Matt had clarity on the decision that he wanted to make. So whatever way it went, I just wanted Matt to have clarity and confidence in that decision. So once I realized Matt had come to that, it was, okay, let's roll. You know, we're talking about a lot of other issues with our team. I do think, Dion, that... Mitch, whatever word you want to use, uh, calloused, um, hardened, whatever, whatever it is, uh, Mitch naturally, as, as a young player that's gone through what he's gone through, I think he's naturally gained a lot of that, which you can see it in a, and, and I mean this in a good way, it's not like he's walking around here mad all the time, it's just more of a kind of a focused, uh, calloused feel to him that I think you need to play quarterback in this league, not just in Chicago, but to play quarterback in the league in general, I think he's developed a lot of that. You mentioned a couple of things that impressed you with Mitch, the decision-making, and I would put command and comfort together. Could you give, could you elaborate on that? Maybe some specific examples of, of how you saw that in a, in a condensed training camp with the no preseason games, obviously. When Matt would create uh, the different situations on offense, uh, whether it was two minute or hurry up or, or blitz periods, just how, Matt, uh, just how Mitch was handling that pressure. I, I thought it was impressive to see uh, the tempo that he operated with, getting out of the huddle, um, the things that he was doing off the field, in the meeting rooms, around his teammates. There's just a, I guess there's just a feel of, of, of confidence and comfort is the best way to say it, Stacey. And I think it comes uh, year three in this offense. Um, I think competition brings the best out of everybody. And I think this competition brought the best out of him. I think Nick, Nick is such a good teammate, Stacey. So some of the things that he's learned from Nick, um, not just on the football field, but in the meetings and around the building, I think Mitch has embraced that as well. So it's just a combination of things. It really goes to show you how quickly things can change. That was two months ago. It's two months ago. 
less than two months ago. I think this press conference was on September 7th. And now you have Mitchell Trubisky maybe having season-ending surgery as he heads into free agency. Look, I've never been a huge fan of Mitch the quarterback. I think that he has flaws, and I think that we've probably all seen what he's capable of and the limitations that he has as a quarterback. I've never once questioned Mitch as a leader, as a person. I actually think that he doesn't get enough credit for his role in keeping things together on the Bears. I think that he is gone out of his way to become a good citizen to the city of Chicago. And it's another thing that I don't believe he's gotten enough credit for. The work that he did trying to understand what was happening in this city this past summer went mostly ignored compared to the other players that were involved. And that's weird to me considering that he's the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. You would think that nothing that he does would be ignored, but that part of of him trying to be good for the city, I, I think he deserves a lot more love for that. I truly, truly do. Mitch was out here trying to bridge gaps between the black community and the police, between the poor communities in our city, and those who have what they need and maybe a little bit more. I wish him a lot of luck. And this latest injury isn't that. It's not. It's it's one of the worst things that could happen to him because now he doesn't even, if, if it's serious enough for him to go see a specialist in Los Angeles before his team gets ready to play on Sunday, and who knows if they'll play with the COVID outbreak, it's serious enough to think that he could be done for the rest of the season. And it's a shame. It's a shame for him that he's going to be, that he's going to not going to be given a chance to win that job back as there was this rising tide of people going, well, maybe they should give Mitch another opportunity at this thing. And now that's, that's not really in the cards, but I wish him a lot of luck. And I hope that he the injury isn't that bad and that he gets healthy ASAP. And good luck to him in free agency. Maybe he can follow the career path of a guy like Alex Smith or Ryan Tannehill. And when you get into year six or seven, the light clicks on and you're better because of the experiences that you have. I also think it'd be great for him to find a coach that isn't trying to prove himself. It'd be great if he could find a coach that is already confident and can go about trying to bring Mitch along the right way. Thanks for listening.